0: Good morning and welcome to Emmet Audio. It's windy, it's cold, my hand is cold holding this phone up to my mouth. Uh, uh, but, um, somebody asked me a question, uh, as a comment to these Instagram posts I'm doing these days that are, that are kind of long and thoughtful. I've been trying to do just one a day, long and thoughtful. Um, and I wrote a post yesterday about, uh, the mindset of doing sort of long run production work, like tying the hundreds of wreaths that I do each year. And she asked, do I ever feel frustrated that I have to produce such large quantities of consumer decoration just so that I can pay the bills? and stay alive while perpetuating the commodification of our natural environment. She said this is something she thinks about a lot. And so I thought I would break this down and, and answer it because it's a great question. <clears throat> um, and there's sort of a whole bunch of different aspects to it. Uh, so the first is that I take very seriously stewarding of the land that I have under uh, uh, under my agency, right? I lease this land. It's a Christmas tree farm started by this gentleman who's now dead. It's been going on for 60 years now. It's a really unique ecosystem, and it's a diverse and rich ecosystem that I think is doing a lot of good in the world, both in and of itself, and also by the example that it sets of how to grow Christmas trees in such a way that it is good for the environment. There are very few uh, inputs, particularly of fossil fuels, into growing trees this way, and it is a rich ecosystem that is both good for uh, the animals that live there and also, uh, I'm pretty sure, is putting more carbon in the soil than it is releasing, both in terms of the biomass that is growing there, uh, and in the way that that biomass breaks down. So, um, so that's part of it. If I was, I think there are certainly ways to farm that you should feel badly about, but there are also ways to farm that you can feel really proud about, and. Uh, is that a commodification of the environment? Yes. And I think that that is important. I think that without someone standing to gain, you end up, uh, with, uh, with neglect of these environments and, and ultimately while it might be nice to say, well, great, then we'd all end up with forest and that would be better. I think that is uh, not a realistic picture of the situation. I live in New England where much of the farmland has reverted back to forest. And while some of that is a good thing because hilltops were farmed that should not have been farmed, um, and it's good for in terms of soil erosion, et cetera, that those go back to forest, that comes with other costs because the people who live here still need to get their food from somewhere And what it means is that we get our food from California with all the issues that come with that, both high fossil fuel costs for transportation and also the stripping of natural resources, namely water from that watershed. Um, So I think uh, as humans, we need to have a productive relationship with the environment. If we don't have a productive relationship with the environment, which to some extent means commodifying it, then we still incur those costs on the environment, we're just uh, we're just convincing ourselves that it doesn't have anything to do with us because it's not in our backyard. So I think it's kind of like uh, deciding that uh, if you're going to eat meat, which I would argue is actually really important that people eat meat, um, because the the proper production of meat involves the proper management of grasslands, which actually sucks carbon out of the atmosphere and sequesters it in the soil. So eating meat that is grown on land in a way that sequesters carbon is one of the most valuable things we as consumers can do in terms of maintaining the health of our planet. If we are going to eat meat, then I think it is incumbent on us to do so in a way where we acknowledge what it is that we are doing and we pay attention to it. Now, uh, do I, so that's the first part of it, which is the sort of her second part of the question, which is, uh, perpetuating the commodification of things. To me, humans are part of the environment, and our interaction with the environment has a moral underpinning. And a desire to completely undo... You can't undo the fact that we are part of the environment. So we might as well face up to it and decide to do it in a moral way rather than turning a blind eye to it. Uh, Now, to the first part of the question, which is, do I ever feel frustrated uh, about sort of being in this this grind? Let me go back to the question. Hold on. Let me me look it up in my notebook so I make sure I'm getting the word incorrect. Don't want to put words into anyone's mouth. My hands are cold. Stand by. Stand by. Okay. Large quantities of consumer decoration just so that I can pay the bills and stay alive. So, no. And, and the greens get cut as part of maintaining the grove in a healthy state. Alright, uh, I'm not sure where it, it cut off, but... Uh, so, talking about, do I ever feel frustrated about having to produce large quantities of consumer good? uh, consumer decoration just to pay the bills and stay alive. The answer is no. If I didn't cut the balsam every three or four years from the stump, the groves would soon be impassable and impossible to get through and it would not do any good for the health of the stump. So, uh, so I see tying wreaths and cutting greens for other wreath makers as a wonderful integral part of maintaining this piece of land in this way. At the same time, it is a bit like slinging ice cream. People love these wreaths, and it makes them really happy. So I'm bringing joy to people through tying these wreaths. And is it a repetitive thing? Yes. Is it terrible? No. And in part, that's because I'm in control. I'm deciding how much of this I do, I'm deciding how much of this I push myself to do, and I'm deciding which factors I want to change so that I can make my life not miserable. For example, here's two examples. Number one is I've experimented over the years with tying the wreaths out of something other than balsam. I have other species, I've got spruces and pines. Turns out those are way less fun to tie wreaths from the pines, get sap all over your hands, and the spruces hurt like the devil because they're spiky. And so, I made the decision several years back that I'm no longer going to do specialty wreaths out of a mix of greens because it's just no fun. It's hard on my hands. It's unnecessary. So that's one way in which I took action to make my life more pleasant. The second way is the big one which is making the hut that I work in. I used to work in a... Uh, little greenhouse shed during the week, and then during the weekend, I would actually be down at the grove, standing outside at a workbench, in uh you know, full snowsuit, making greens, and my hands would be freezing, and my feet would be freezing, and I'd just be cold and miserable. And so, I took control of the situation, I said, this isn't any fun. Let's make it more fun. And I made myself a little hut that has a wood, uh, wood stove in it. And now it's delightful. And so, uh, you know, first of all, I'm in control. And there have been situations that I've walked away from in life because I wasn't in control. And so I think it's important to see your life and recognize that you're in control. If you don't like something that you're doing, make a change sometimes that's requires sacrifice in another part of your life I once had a job that I really wanted to leave and so I decided to leave it and start my spoon carving business and it was hard financially it was really hard for a couple of years um, particularly as I was the sole breadwinner for our family and uh, but. I felt so much better having left that job. So I think if you're ever in a situation in life where you do feel oppressed, you have the choice to leave. You might have to make changes in your life. You might have to change where you live. You might have to change your spending habits. But ultimately, you're in control. Um, And then, as I pointed out, there's all these small ways that you are also in control. If you don't like how it feels on your hands to do something one way, do it a different way. If you don't like how hard it is on your body to do something one way, do it a different way. You know, someone asked me, are you going to keep pushing this hard every Christmas forever? And I thought, you know, it actually hadn't occurred to me until they asked me this, but I thought, you know, as I keep going and, uh and I have more money, and I don't need to squeeze every ounce of money out of this opportunity, then I can lighten up. And I'll probably keep doing it, because it's fun, but I'll just lighten up and do it at a level that's just absolutely fun. And I won't push myself to get that last 20%, because I won't need it. But I will continue to do it, both because it's good for the, the farm, and because it brings me happiness. So, I think everyone's at you know different places in their life and you've got to figure out what it is that you need. And part of the reason why you see me pushing so hard is because I'm at a phase in my life where I'm trying to provide for my family, my wife is still in school, all the money that comes in is from me. And we've got a mortgage and two kids and bills to pay. And so, while I certainly have been diversifying my streams of income over the years, I'm still in the place where I'm largely saying yes to every opportunity and squeezing it as hard as I can. And that's a joyful thing. I feel proud that I can provide for my family. So I think when you're in that place, you know, while you can still be thoughtful about the environment and all that, I think that's coming from a different sort of place where you are mostly just wanting to make sure that you're providing for your family. And doing so in an ethical, moral way that leaves the world better off, not worse. Uh, I really appreciate this question. Um, and I hope that this answer, while long and rambling and full of blowing wind, has been thoughtful, provoking to people. If you have thoughts about it, please go to yesterday's Instagram post. And let me know. There's a whole thread there where I repl- I responded to her, and you can find that and add your thoughts. Really look forward to it. Bye.